If anyone from an intercom company can give us the 800 Dukam, please reach out to hello <laughs> at dukamadir.com. Yo, check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be an outcast during culture kids where the concept of the Dukam is the, the corner shop or the top We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You're tuned in to the Dukam show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome Welcome to your tribe. Yo, phone's off, my guys. New rule. Oh, Reem's trying to apply new rules. And... Okay. That's how that I feel rebuttal. about it. That was was this recorded? Okay. It was. For the record, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. Anyways. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been a while. I love Selwini for her activism. I want to go. I want to shout out Selwini for that. Activism, shout straight out. up. She was, so who gets riled up about water? Only her. She, I've never seen anyone get angry. so f***ing riled up about water. It no, it's the audacity of brands entering the market. Like, I understand. Exactly. It's just hilarious the way, you know, it all come, came about. Support local. Drink local. Eat local. Be local. Be local. Don't be a janib. Be local. <laughs> It'll be like that. Uh, was it that Mad Mike episode on Netflix where he go? He's he's just gonna support black. Um, was it Mad Mike? Killer Mike. Killer, Killer Mike. Mike. Sorry, yeah, Killer yeah, Mike. Yeah. Killer the Mike. documentary. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that show is intended for comedic effects as well. Like I couldn't take him seriously after the first episode. Like I knew it was up to some shit. <laughs> well, well, was the I'm first down. episode about him only only supporting black? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The theory is back in the day, a dollar spent more time changing amongst black businesses than it does today. And he actually did a study. Oh, you mean like a dollar trickled through <laughs> yeah, to yeah, different yeah, yeah. black businesses more than it did today? Back in the day, then it does not. Uh -huh. And back in the day, it was because of segregation. Like it was forced that uh, they could yeah. only you can only buy from black. You can businesses. only trade, buy, and sell to other black businesses, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas now the stat was something about four or five hours. If I'm, I mean, we watched this ages ago, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure my numbers are wrong. Whereas amongst certain white community, it survives weeks, and then within the Jewish community, it's, it's the dollar survives for months. Mm. Within the community before it goes out. So there was this thing about, you know, there needs to be more support for black businesses. And he decides to do... A whole week. It was a whole week because he was going week. to a gig and he decided not to support any non-black business. And that meant How he was he not going to eat, drink, smoke, sleep, Oof. anywhere that's not yeah. a support of uh, black business. Like even to the extent if he went to a, a, a black a, a restaurant... To black, what was it? Sure. Yeah, if he goes to like a ribs or a burger joint, right? And, and he, the he owner needs is to black. chase like the crops, like if they got it from a black black owned farm. Exactly. <laughs> and I if it's not it. a black farmer, then he can't eat the yeah. food. I love the first this. night, he slept on a bench. So so it turned, so it, it was tough. So he couldn't actually... Yeah, so he, and then he ends up helping Bloods and Crips invest in setting up their own soda oh companies. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Crazy. Right. The series is genius. Okay, I love. To be honest with you, I do love these exploratory adventure series. We need to go do an adventure series with you, Reem, in Canada. Oh my! What kind God. of series? I don't even know uh, where to begin. Tell us, Reem. Well, if if we had to go down to Canada, 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 OT and Aka, we become Canadian. Canada. <laughs> so we would. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would do the all the Canadian things first. You arrive at the airport and you're welcome. Well, when you arrive the at the airport, that's like every all nationality. So yes, all know, the Canadian, Canadian things thing. are what is like thank you, please, sorry, about politeness. Yes, politeness is our cultural norm, okay. and it's very nice. Is and it? also, yes, of course it is. Good. They're, they're, they're very polite. Very What's polite. wrong with you? <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, it's, we are polite. And then the other thing is, if you look at what is traditionally Canadian, it is things to do with 
winter. <laughs> so maple, I would have never guessed that. Maple syrup is very Canadian. What are the odds? And every Canadian mm. school has taken... Mm. Listen, you would like this, Akkawi. <laughs> you're, you're talking smart. You, hockey and hummus is very, very Canadian. Hockey and hummus. <laughs> hockey and hummus is very Canadian. Every Chad and uh, Michael... And, and also Aboud. Are, oh, really? There are many Abouds that are Canadian. I think it's more like a Kareem. Is there no crime in Canada? I don't think there it's Aboud. I think it's more Kareem than Aboud. You know what? There what? are many Kareems and Faisals. Who are we uh, <laughs> talking Who Khalid. are we talking to once and she said she was with her family in Canada Yeah. and she Really, they don't want to like uh, interact with Arabs, and then she had a fight with the TV or the with the taxi guy. No, that was. Then she stopped the other taxi guy. And then they both stopped the cars, and they both and they both got into a fight because on who to take her, and they were both started shouting in Lebanese in the middle of the road. And she's like, "What? Why am I here? I definitely missed out on the story. We've never heard that story. And I'm like, it's me, my mother, and two Lebanese guys fighting in the middle of the street in Canada. In Canada. You know what I mean? No, they were obviously arguing about which person would be kind enough to take her, right? Because that's the way it is, right? Going to hockey is critical. You have to experience that. Like, really, we're gonna have to slip through yes. one of those. No, no, it's Does so much fun. Does this mean that we need to do some skate classes in Dubai Mall no, beforehand? Oh, do I, I see you. Yeah, yes, we'll go. We'll yes. Go. I can see a ring with you the little penguins. penguins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have put on a pair of ice skates once Yo. in my life. The other thing we can do is go watch a Blue Jays game. That's a Toronto thing. Yo, You've and we we Blue rock Jays. up in like the entire Blue Jays gear, the blue hat, the blue Fire. jacket. Bro, whatever you need for me to rip the six, I'm here. <laughs> Oof. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I dread, I dreaded that. And then uh, the other thing is uh, to go like we can go with Narsi and we can shed a tear for Iraq. That's a Canadian thing to do. We'll oh, go is to that's a Canadian thing to do. Yeah, of course, shedding what, a tear for, what, what, for the wait, what part of Canada is that? I'm sorry, that's in Montreal. Oh, okay. But that's because Narsi's in Montreal. But that sounds very cold. Yes, all of it is cold. All of Narsi's videos feel very cold. Everything is cold in Canada. <laughs> Everything is cold except the people. They're warm. Montreal is incredibly cold it and is. full of Arabs. It is. No, no, Lebanese. no. It is. There's many, many people. There are many Arabs in Montreal. Lebanese. Oh, okay. Specifically Lebanese people. Um, so but, that's where the real homeless is. But the, the way it's cold in Montreal is racist. like you have to call the army out sometimes because the wires freeze and they short circuit and like the power goes out. It's a whole thing, man. See, so. this is this is how you know it's a peaceful country. The army, ma and They don't have anything else to do. They come and fix your power. Sengari, Kahrabji. You know? It's like the Lebanese army. Yeah, well, a little bit. Good job. But yeah, no, I, I do I do want to take you guys because there's a whole world of amazing artists and people. Oh, any of our listeners are part of the visa process in the Canadian embassy, please reach out please to reach 800 out. Dukan. No, we don't even have. Oh, do. No, it's hello at Dukan Media. Why don't we hello? have it? At the can media. If anybody from the, any of the telecons can give us 800 the can, please give us a call. At As well, if anyone of our listeners is Also, yes, 800 the can, we should get that Yo, number. that's fire. This is my other voice. If anyone from an intercom company can give us the 800 the can, please reach out to hello at thecanmedia.com. <laughs> it's so good. Well done. The um, voice you know is what? Good. The voice that's is that's sound. the intro to the episode. The voice is sound. It works. 800 the can. I like that. The voice is sound. It is. It is. The one thing about Canada that I do really appreciate when you get there is you notice people don't have the anxieties that like if you move out of the big city like you move out of toronto even in toronto people aren't as anxious as they are in a new york or in a paris or here why are they anxious here i think because you're anxious here because of the societal pressure not everyone 
obviously, right? There's still my sister and her friends, but like you, you, <laughs> That's a whole there's other a societal. Story. Your, your sister's a special case, though. Yes, but there, there's a general societal pressure to perform at a really high level here, and we're constantly up against ourselves and each other, and and we're constantly moving in this place. Sometimes feeling like we don't actually know where we're gonna go, but we've just got to move, right? Uh, I think also because our generation, maybe it's because we don't have that sense of settlement. Mm. So that's because why we we're not settled. Elaborate yeah. on that. It's big, and it, and no, we know that we might either we're probably not going to settle here. So we always want to do our best to find that next uh, move or that next uh, life yeah. changing decision. Or but this is but nowadays I think people are choosing to settle in Dubai. There is a lot more, but that doesn't that's not enough to offset the anxiety in the city. Because you know also I mean? we we are not as patient as our parents were. You yes. know what I mean? Like for example. Our parents would have never thought of opening a business and doing what we're doing now at our, at any of our ages. Well, my dad did. My dad, but did. My dad did. When he was when he when did you when he was twenty nine? Younger. My dad didn't go to college. But but my dad wouldn't have made the decision to enter my industry. My dad no. would have. My dad entered a much more like in like shipping and importing and exporting. But, but he but would have never done that's what, what I do. That's what business meant to them. Like when I started the show. And when I got into advertising or media and trying to explain to my dad what I did, he thought that it was, to him, it felt like a hobby. That's not a business. But your dad opened a business. You know? Yeah, as well. But I'm not saying I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm saying, Danny, maybe that's just me. But I yeah. don't think they would open it at such a young age. No, no, we're in a uh, hurry. Uh, this no, no, no. Is, this is the point. This is actually my point. I'm saying we're point. in a hurry. Is that that's we're in a hurry point. for nothing. Yeah. We're in a hurry for nothing. We're in a hurry about opening a business or buying a house or yeah. buying or, you know. So for them, here's the funny thing. And I think, and I've seen this with my dad, and I'm going to assume maybe Reem's dad is the same. They chose a slower-paced business. They did. My right? dad, you needed to send the facts. Exactly. <laughs> my da- Someone would read the facts. So I, I don't would know, write the response. For, for some of the listeners that, some of them might not know this, there's this old tech called Telex. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. My dad Telex used to send Telex. Telex was this technology. I kid you not. It has one machine in my dad's office, and it was loud, right? And think of it, it's kind of like MSN for businesses and it only corresponds with someone who you have their code right so it's not like msn it's like bbm <laughs> it's bbm if you owned the whole bbm company and it was it's inside, inside your own computer right <laughs> so and here's the thing they, they all their and it's kind of like it, it was like msn in the sense that it was all in acronyms right oh yeah yeah, yeah. so my dad because... would be messaging his office in sudan and then it like for salam he'll say slm and then as the dean, I Z Z D right? And it's like A U H to D X B, and you know they don't type the way we do with four or five fingers on a no, keyboard. No, but it's, it's like, like one yeah. thing, just hammering at a keyboard, right? That was considered the fastest mode of communication, other than a phone call, to get a message across. So what they do in two weeks, we do within a day. Yeah, like my dad, my dad would send faxes and telex, and then wait. Yeah, a wait <laughs> like, for a response. Wait. We, we we don't receive a video in 24 hours. A video in 24 hours, people are panicking. I feel like you're right. We're rushing, but I wonder the the thing about Toronto or Canada in general. Some areas of Canada are very very slow moving. The people are in agriculture. They're you know truly in agriculture, and there is access to the internet. But the way that they look at it is so different, you know. And our world, this fast-paced, moving world, is not something that they care for. Mm. Some people just don't care for it. But I think that's why I felt like a New York pace was normal. 
Oh, no, no, no. All of us when, feel like a New York pastry. When I went there, it felt like a regular pastry. Yeah, and then some people come to me when they sit here and they're like, yo, you know, Dubai is not like, you know, you got to move fast. It, this is like they, when they come from New York, yeah, I'm but like, it's also, have you worked here? Most of yeah, them, yeah. most of the time they're visiting. I'm like, here, no, no, no. They're visiting and they're talking about like, they're talking about transportation or they're talking right. about moving through the city. Because the mobility in the city is not yeah, as fast as New That is New York. slower than New York guaranteed. But, but if you sit and work and you sit and execute and you're especially in an industry like ours, then you feel that race. I think it just, it, it's one of those things where there is an anxiety there that I don't understand. And right. I see it. I see it epidemic. I feel it. I don't even think I see it. I feel it epidemic in our practice sometimes. I feel it in the cities. And I sometimes feel it in like when I move, when I move, for example, from when, I, from, from when we travel, I don't feel that anxiety in other places. I think it's a different anxiety, but I don't think it's ours, which is like, where are we going for no reason? That's ours, you know? Like we've yeah. got to hit these goals and it's because we have the opportunity to hit these goals. That's the thing. Yeah, we have. I think we realize that it's attainable, and we want it, and we want more of it. And yeah. then the idea of what's the next big thing, right? And or to rearticulate it, and how you usually would say it, would say it is that I feel like I'm not thinking big enough. My dreams aren't big enough. But yeah. don't you think that's more of a person thing, not a location thing? I wish because I no. I, I think I I thought it was a person thing, but then I began to like when you look at the city. It's kind of every one that's we what met the today, city does. Kind of that's the thing. But even if you go to these small countries, okay, you're right. Most of them are happy and so. But then you have these couple of guys that are big dreamers that are that have that anxiety and want to get out there and want to go to the big city. So it just depends on the person. Of Maybe. course, of course, the location plays a very yeah. big role because you grow up into that routine and you see your parents yeah. and you see your parents' that's, parents, see everyone around you. But then you have that one guy who goes like, "Nah, it's not my thing." But here's wanna... the thing: that's an anomaly in these places. Whereas in a place like this. It's it's nurture, right? It's the environment that you grew up in. So when you're in an environment, even if you didn't grow up here, but you've yeah. been in this environment long enough where it's the fastest, the tallest, the number one at any different caliber, at every industry, at every opportunity there is to become the number one, the city is there, right? Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you're like, okay, what can I work? Where's where, my where number one? Where do I one? fit? Yeah, right? exactly. What can where's I do my, to, yeah. to play in that game? And this is the thing as well is like, I'm now contemplating, can you be anxious and happy? Can these two things exist in the same? Coexist. It, depends, it depends on what you're anxious about. It depends on what know. you're anxious about, I think. Sure. Like, okay. So for example, um, in the, since our burnout episode, the conversations that I've been having with people, and you know this, you've noticed this, people now have had a much more open approach to us when it comes to talking about their burnout. Like, it's a real thing. Yeah. It opened a space for us to have a conversation about the way we conduct ourselves in oh. our lives, right? I'm now wondering, I hear, anxiety is not depression. They're okay. two very different things. Anxiety is a state of un uneasiness. Or does it lead to depression? Um, I don't know, actually. I think we need to get somebody on the show that's probably a lot more skilled at talking about it. But I live with depression and I live with anxiety. And they're two different things, right? In my world. And I do think they're t intertwined because it's more likely that I will be anxious if my depression is flaring. Uh, it's more likely. But anxiety is one of those things where I actually feel like if we make different lifestyle choices, we can calm it down. I don't know, but I don't know if I can be happy and anxious in the same universe. Like I feel like it takes away, it's one of those things that's binary with happiness for me. Yeah. Maybe other people can be, but I, I mean, don't know if I can. I think you can have anxiety and you can be happy, but I don't think they can happen simultaneously. Okay. They happen at different times because from what I've experienced, 
and I'm not someone who's I, I don't I don't anxiety is still foreign to me. I'm a, I'm I think I feel like I'm still a tourist in that world sometimes because okay. and we spoke about this briefly where I deal with I I've had a lot of difficult times in my life mm-hmm. but I don't think they've elevated themselves to a point of being identified as anxiety. Okay. And up until recent is where I started feeling it. I mean, I felt I've dealt with anxiety at various points in my life, but in certain waves. And up until recent is where I felt it to be consistent or, you know, a larger volume of time mm-hmm. where I felt anxiety. Yeah. If that makes sense. And in that experience, I felt like that's a time that I, I wasn't happy. Yeah. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think they can occur at the same time. So you can't be happy. So you feel yeah. like you can't be happy and have anxiety at e- the same exactly. time. I don't think you can. It's, it's one or the other. And okay. then once, uh, you know, you transition from it and you're in a happier place and you make it this very conscious practice of I'm going to try and make today a happier day and I'm going to work hard at it. Then your mindset is different. Your you feel like your physiology is different. Your physiology is different. And There's and like also, scientific studies that exactly. show. Yeah, and it's a big and it's a big it's a, a big chunk of it is decision making on what to let and what to cut off. You so know what I mean? Because you don't. I like this is the thing about Akawi is I actually don't think you experience anxiety in the way that most of our peers do. So define anxiety. Okay, so this is I I the best way I can explain it to my knowledge, is that it's an it's an uneasiness that manifests manifests itself, whether it's from uh, internal uh, pressure or from outside pressure. It manifests itself in loss of concentration, heart speeding up very, very fast. You can't focus. Yeah. Um, shortness you, of breath. Shortness of breath. Chest pains sometimes. You, you feel like the walls are sometimes closing. Like they're not... Sometimes I honestly feel like I just need to get out of this room. It's whack. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not able to be in this room right now. And uh, you some sometimes cases, feel paralysis, paralysis, like which happened to stretch. Like you you know, sorry, so for to starting stretch. from scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, paralysis, literally cannot move a muscle in your body. It's psychological, but it's manifesting itself physically. Yeah. Some people break down in absolute tears for no reason. I can't pour this coffee right now, yeah. or I I spilled my tea. Boom, breakdown, yeah. complete breakdown. It's uh, the punishment or the expression is very, very different from the actual act that's causing it. We've seen it in some of our peers who a phone call is like making this big, yeah, it's like making a speech in front of 100,000 people for them. This anxiety that they've attached to the phone call. But is that anxiety or adrenaline? Uh, I feel like it, I, I define it as anxiety, but obviously it's one of those things where everyone is experiencing it differently. So for different people, it's different things, yeah. you know? Yeah, for uh, me... I agree. Like for me, I think adrenaline is the polar opposite because suddenly you're alive. That's what adrenaline is. You're awake and run a hundred miles in a matter of minutes. Like everything about you is switched on to the max. Like, you know, your meters are, are maxed out. And that's what adrenaline feels like to me. And this is why I, I think I've been saying I, I don't usually feel anxieties because for the first time I've dealt with the shortness of breath where I actually started believing that my stamina is really bad. He, when we were going like, to the gym, he was like... I'm not improving at the gym. Like I'm not able to train. And even if I'm sitting and working, it feels like my lung capacity is not what it used to be. It's like as though I've been yeah, smoking, yeah. right? And like suddenly I feel like very short breath. My lungs cannot take that much air. And it feels this very heavy weightedness on my chest. And that entire time I thought it's just because I haven't trained for a week, but it's just a week. Not training for a week is not going to mess up your stamina that bad. But for me, that's how I rationalized it. And... I didn't realize it was 
anxiety. So um, when so when the same thing happened to me, well, and when, uh, when uh, because of the stairs and then because of like the remember. That's right. So what is is that, that does that go under anxiety? I don't know. I think did you feel it manifest in other ways or just that? Like were you under pressure at that time? Is I, there something I don't that? Know. See the funny thing about you, and I'm ju- like I don't know if you want to keep this in the episode, but. We've been in high-pressure situations together. Like, we've been in a number of them in the short time we've known each other. Akawi maintains this level of calm. Mm. Even though normally you're really high frequency, very loud, very fun, very whatever. When the pressure is on, I feel like you, you're, you're solid. So where do you put the anxiety? Do you just I not like- let it come in? Like, do you... Because for me, I express it. I might yell... Or I might, you can tell my body and my person is different. My entire face broke out after that situation that we went through. Because that moment was so much pressure on me. My body and my person will not allow it. (laughs) It's going to come out in some way. But you were in that same situation. And you have the same, like not the same, but you have financial pressure. You have family pressure. You have, you know, you're like, we all have like love life issues. Like all of us have these things that people go through in their lives. But you don't seem to, maybe you're crazy. Are you a sociopath? (laughs) I I (laughs) believe that. No, but to me, I just tell myself like, what's like, I need to, like I bottled it in because I need to get through it. Right. And then, but where do you put it afterwards? I have no idea. So, okay, this is... That's a danger. That's, but that's is a danger. it a danger? Is it a danger, though? Or do you feel like... Do you sort it? Like, do you actually sort through it in a way? Or do you just never discuss it? I, I never discuss it. Okay, even so... Even between yourself, you and yourself? But I do between, my, between me and myself, but that okay. even puts more pressure on myself. Uh, mm. Yeah, so that's anxiety. It's going to express itself yeah. in some way. But maybe your conversations with yourself are therapeutic. Like Dina, my sister, uh, very therapeutic conversations with herself. She will take days to herself and have a conversation and talk it through, write things down and paint and do these yeah. things that like express this anxiety or sadness or what happiness sometimes. Yeah, it's just to me, it's just I don't express it during because I think that might affect a project or you go into around me. That's uh, that's always been you me. have a survivor yeah, yeah. instinct. That's he always does, been he me. Does, and then yeah. I don't express it later. So no one goes like, ah, oh, he was actually feeling it. So if, if something happens again, they go like, bro, yeah, I don't want that whole. Yeah. So I just let it be. So. In the moment you have a survivor's instinct where you're like, okay, let's take care of the situation first. Now and then. Yeah. And then when you deal with it later, it's more of a one-on-one between you and yourself, not yeah. with somebody. Uh, so I, I okay. sideline me. Yeah. I sideline me. We're going to take this offline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So, like, I noticed that how differently, because that moment where um, somebody got somebody got into a really big accident in on one of our jobs and there was a moment where both Akawi and I were looking at each other and we're like he could we didn't know what was happening he could die right now it was a very traumatic and 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 painful situation to be in and you were so solid like you called when you called 999 Akawi's voice you didn't hear a flick you didn't hear a flicker in his mm. voice I was at the top of my frequency like I was not yelling, but I was loud, you know, clearly louder anxious. Louder than you usually are. Louder than I normally am, clearly anxious because this person could die. It was mm. a very like blunt moment, yeah. you know, for everyone. And it affected me so deeply because I have deep empathy for people who go through these things from the outside. You know, like if you I've come across a few car accidents where we've had to help out and the same thing happens. I go through the situation just like Akawi. We manage in our human and failing way, we managed to get through it. Like he bottled it in, flatlined, mm-hmm. like as in like completely stoic. And yeah. I expressed it in the moment and then bottled it so I could get in the ambulance and help 
that that day for me showcased how we deal with it, things differently but i feel like i don't know if there were if it wasn't us who expressed ourselves all the time who how do other people in town cope with the anxieties of living in 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 a city like dubai like where do they go do they just bottle it like oh, i don't I, know but, and I, i don't know how to say this in a non negative way but there's a lot of people that talk or nag in a very negative way towards yeah, yeah, their yeah. lifestyle yeah, like yeah. towards yeah, dubai yeah. like a lot Yeah, uh, and it, and some people say it's therapeutic. I don't agree with that. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, like when someone sits down and goes like, "Bro," and like my life isn't put together. They're just and venting. Like, like there's a way to vent. Yeah, you know what I there's mean. Like, there's a time and place and a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a yeah, venting, especially not in every conversation with everybody you talk to. It affects you as well. Yes, it's true. It doesn't just affect the person you're venting to, but how you vent affects how you're thinking about it. That's what yeah. I think. So I agree. I think. No, but that's true. I I totally agree with that. And the thing is that. To, to the point of like how other people cope or how they deal with it. I feel like for the longest time necessarily, I didn't have the right vernacular or awareness to identify what anxiety is. Mm. And if I did or not, it didn't matter because like everything was bottled up. And I, we've spoken briefly about it that I felt like my entire life I was trained from the get-go to deal with difficult situations. Of course. I right? mean, you were sick so, as a yeah. kid. Yeah. You, know, you so were then, not like a normal kid. Exactly. So always being told that you're not normal, you're not going to be... You're extraordinary. <laughs> This is why. But this is the thing. You're, yeah. To your point, it's actually... You've had to cope with so many stresses that most people would have never... Will never experience, by yeah. the way. Like having a kidney fail, like that's a very yeah. and having a kidney fail because of the failure of a human failure, not necessarily but your that, body that's just not, rejecting. But it. that's not till my surgery. Yeah, exactly. And like there was a life. My before family that. knew. We knew that I was gonna need a kidney transplant, and my kidneys weren't functioning very well since I was two. Right. So then, every vacation, every trip, uh, at least a few times throughout the year, I'm seeing some doctor or the other in some part of the world. Yeah. Right. My dad set up businesses in other countries so he can have access to a visa so we can travel there to see a doctor. Yeah. Right? So what, when kids come back from summer holidays and they're talking about all the great things they've done, we did, we had, you know, to credit my parents, you know, we've, we've done a lot of great things, yes, but a big part of it was to go, some, go see doctors where at some point as a kid it became this thing where like, are we actually going on vacation or... I gotta go see another doctor. That's why you're right? so shady about vacations. <laughs> like that's why he's so shady about trying to like like go. Right? It's but, like, but that, that became the, that became the norm for us. Then after having your surgery, now you got to take medication like clockwork. Of course, every 12 hours. Like I was telling Oti, uh, I set my breakfast to when his alarm goes off for his medication. <laughs> it's better. It's it's more it's more efficient. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. then you know it's 9 a.m. Yeah, and then by by 8:30 p.m. <laughs> if his medication alarm goes off, then that means I've 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 messed up. I haven't eaten. I've I must have eaten by now. <laughs> yeah. So like OT, you can set. If you need anything at 8.30 or 8.30, set your time to OT because it's like <laughs> clockwork. You hear you the buzz. Comfortably. You hear the yeah, thing yeah. of the, the little the little like pill thing open. And, and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I think that that's remarkable because you've it's literally to save your life. You've yeah. made it like clockwork. Yeah. So you have to have these structures in place. So and I think this is why in a lot of ways it taught me how to bottle things up, whether yeah. intentionally or unintentionally, because it's hard to explain. I mean, one, from a very young age, it's very difficult to explain that to other people. Yeah. How to articulate what you're going through. But 
very quickly realize not everybody's going to get it or actually most people don't no, get no, it. No, no, no. Right? And to that point, like it is true. Not everyone actually understands what you go through until they've gone through it themselves. So if they haven't gone through this, how can you expect them to understand it? That's why early on it became just this idea of, okay, just deal with it. Yeah, totally. And but it's just constantly just, okay, figure out a way to deal that, with it. But when we say that, how do we deal because with it? Because you have to deal with it. But what, what does dealing with it mean? Like, do we reach out to our friends? Like, what do we do? Like, I know what we do, but I'm just wondering for other people in the city that we already said is a really... I don't agree with talking negatively about stuff because even with amongst us, like, we almost cut someone out <laughs> if they're yeah. so negative. Like, we don't, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it, you know? But... I think with us, we have this, uh, I notice this, me, you, or you guys, w- or Danny or someone will be like, I'm just venting, but, and then in this moment, you're allowed to say whatever you want to say when you're like, yo, I'm just venting, meaning I don't mean it, but like, whatever. But uh, aside from that, what do we do? Um, I realize I'm pretty extroverted. I need people's, uh, I need people around me. You do? Yeah. yeah. Like, I need to be around people. Does, do you feel like you need something. to be a lot of people? Or just one, like one person is fine or? Yeah, yeah, I just, I just want to be around people. And like, I think and, it and depends I use, on the scenario of the anxiety. Yeah. Uh-huh. No? Like this is something I shared with, I've said this to him a lot. Like when I'm dealing with some, sometimes I just need to be distracted. Which so, by the way, I'm really bad at because I'm the horrible. kind of person, I want to talk about it. Horrible. <laughs> so, we've argued. Is we've is probably the worst. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but you know, to, but, to, that <laughs> point, to that point and after what we're saying, I realized that I, like now after we're saying and like yeah. diving deep into anxiety, I realized that and this is probably not something nobody knows or maybe you guys see and it shows sometimes. I get little anxiety uh, attacks before I present. And 100%. I, yeah. And I use a pen. Green flag play, and I use a pen to play I, that just... Just to because, distract yourself. Just to, because I, I know at Apple, I, I, and I just need that first couple of sentences to like uh, in, and once then I in, and once I'm in, I'm in. By the here's way, the thing, you know, Akawi's in once his, he starts becoming Akawi. Akawi. <laughs> 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 that makes sense, right? Like once he starts becoming himself on stage, bro, and that lame humor pops off. It's so like, oh, good. okay, we're no, in. No, no, but and I've <laughs> had that all my life, whether even in presentations. But the reason why I to myself and I go like, like. Even in big presentations back at work with Global or EHQ or European or whatever, I just do it because I have to do it. I'm like, if I don't do it now, one, I won't progress. Two, who's going to do it? You know what I mean? But that's such a wonderful mentality to have because, by the way, it's nerve. Some people, that anxiety hits them and they never recover from it. It literally breaks them. So that says a lot about your character that you're like, yo, I have to do this or I'm not going to progress. Because you need to think of the trickle trickle effect that's going to happen if you don't do the thing that you're ang- that you're anxious about whether if it's a presentation or talking to someone or a phone call yeah. or i don't know take making a decision because you don't want to hurt someone hurt someone or hurt, or, like, yeah, yeah. you need to think on the long run yeah of yeah. course and and the and, like the thing about it is and that it's therapeutic it is therapeutic to what, get thinking, over it uh, okay, yeah. like yeah, to like get what, over no, it no the practice that you do of okay listen let's just get into it the first we send it and then you're good and that sometimes you just that monologue just that you wrong. have with yourself yeah right before you get into it I think that's therapeutic. Otherwise, it will cripple you. It's it's self um, soothing. Like yeah. it's, it's it it helps soothe you. Yeah. You know, but most people don't get past that anxiety. They feel it and they never go back. Yeah, but I know? I need to find a way to not even feel it because sometimes it really gets a toll on me. Uh, you know what? It is exhausting. But I think that's experience. Like more and more, the yeah. less the more time you have with something. And also, I believe this. Uh, you know how some people tour the same talk 
they have this one talk that they do. And it goes like, for example, if you do a TED talk, the odds are you might be doing that talk in different places. And like YTT? A dozen times. Yeah. Like you have to talk? That. Yeah, doing something like that. Where he tours the same one, yeah. Because you learn to refine the talk. Back in my old job, we, they'd always have rehearsals before big pitches, right? So the deadline for the pitch is like three days before the actual pitch. And then for the next 40, 72 hours, is just rehearsals yeah, yeah, back yeah. to back before the big day. There has never been a point where I presented the same the same thing in the same way yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but it's, I just flow off the cuff. But let me right. tell you something. Yeah. The good thing, and the same thing happens to me sometimes. And like I rehearse, and then I rehearse in the shower in the morning, and on the way to the car. Yeah. But then at least you're getting those important points in your head. But then that's you it. can flow it whatever you want. Exactly. I agree. And completely. that's what I believe in. If you know your bullet points, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what are the key things you need to hit. How you say them then is just artistic sort of paintbrushes, if you will, right? Like, you know, you're just like these white strokes that are going to make it beautiful and that are going to sell your point across. To that point, I actually think that that's a practice for life. That's like a practice for, I believe if you want something to go your way, I've been trained to imagine how I want it to go. Like you, you have to imagine that and that's, almost like play that, put those pieces in. They teach that like to, to Olympians so and to yeah, presidents. Yeah, you were talking about that the other day. And yeah. It was one of those practices that I thought was really interesting because there's envisioning and manifesting. And like for me, previously, all I did, what I would see is just the outcome of it or how it ends no, up being, no, right? No. But then you broke it down to like details. Yeah. Like, like I can sometimes like now there's something that I want, even though it doesn't play out in the real life exactly the way I do in my head. If there's something I really, really want. From the moment I'm sitting here right now till the moment it gets there, even if I don't know the way, I'll make a way. I'll mm. map a way. You know what I mean? And that's it, it's it was so interesting that when we had that conversation because I think that you do that, but we we do it like a little bit, like a diluted version of it. Can you give context? Like, because you're talking about like the Olympian way of manifesting. Well, I don't even know if it's the Olympian way, but it's the way that it's worked for me. So maybe it will work for someone else. Like, for example, I haven't seen my mom in like a while. So I'll imagine buying a ticket and then going seeing my mom and then seeing and telling her the things that I would tell her. I do those things because it just helps me manifest. Milan, who is Seb's um, fiance, his wife, actually, mm. she has a story, a movie that she's been playing in her head that she plays on, over and over and over. So before she goes to bed, she thinks about the movie and adds a scene and adds a scene and adds a scene. That's another way to do it. I don't do it like that, though. But So are you trying to say that being that structured helps preventing anxiety or what's the, what's the key helps, message around what yeah, you just said? It, I, it helps me feel like I have control over something I have no control over. When you're a kid who's grown up in a house that's violent or dysfunctional, you want control because you had a house with no control and people were getting hurt. So you're trying to get control and life means life. Its existence means no control. Like in my mind, it's God and then everything else that God wants. But I need to exist in this place, right? So I imagine it to calm me down, to say in the worst case scenario, this can happen. But in the best case scenario, this could happen. And it makes the best case scenario real. What if it doesn't? Happen? Well, you've seen, you've seen, you've but seen even, how. But even sometimes that kind of overthinking adds to anxiety because, that's, for example, that's my question. With me, with me, I I always think of the long run. But with me, and maybe this is a disadvantage because even if I feel anxiety, I don't know what it is. Mm, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? And with me, when I think 
And I really think that long ahead, but I always think of all the negative things that might happen before I think of the positive ones. I don't, mm. I don't include the negative things in my daydream. But I do that because I think of it and I think of a solution because if it happens, I act quick. For example, I think of every single small negative thing that might happen and how I can react to it. And maybe this is why if it happens, I'm more calm or like uh, I don't. You've already kind of thought it out. But it's always the negative things. Because to me, I'm not going to think of the positive. Because if it happens, it happens, alhamdulillah. You know what I mean? I see I'm what you mean. I'm not going to think of how happy I'm going to be. So or, you know, you, what you're saying, you, you, you take into account worst case scenarios or different barriers or issues that might happen with a solution. I try to find that solution, yes. Mm. You say you can control it. I can't control the solution, no, because I can't control my, like the universe. But what I definitely no, no, do when I'm daydreaming, yeah. when I'm daydreaming, I don't really call it manifestation because maybe it is manifestation, yes. But when I'm daydreaming, this is a space where I'm not allowed to be negative. There's no, I don't allow that. And, and, and you'll notice this in my life. You guys notice, like I reject this negativity. <laughs> like I just reject it because that's a defense mechanism. But you function. I totally see what you're doing. You're looking and you're strategically trying to plan and you're saying, okay, well, if this happens then I'll react this way, if this happens, then He's I'll got, react he, this way. He plays contingency plans right. across I, the board. I don't have them because yeah. whenever I set contingency plans, I can think of them I go down the spiral of, well, if the, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody I love passes away or gets hurt or gets this. I can't go there. Yeah, but it, is, isn't that better than getting blindsided when it happens and you, you know, uh, I don't you know. know maybe, maybe, maybe it, it yeah, is. Yeah. Maybe it is better, but I feel like I just want to create a happy place where I can go to and just say I'm in a happy place right now. And what is the most greatest, best potential that could exist? That's what I want. I think the way Akawi handles it is more uh, pragmatic. Probably, it is. you know, um, I put the negativity down on paper and I solve it on paper, not on, not in my mind. How Are do you, you one of the SWOT analysis kind of? I am. Okay. I'm definitely a SWOT analysis kind of person. Uh, and I'm definitely much more. And also in the same vein, every day I write down three things I'm grateful for. So today it was my mom because it's Mother's Day. And my mom's so sweet. She volunteers for Iowa Suzette. She's so cute. She's adorable. She doesn't listen to the show, though. It's too much fun. Still Iowa Suzette. <laughs> I love her anyway. She's, yeah, she's very loved and she's very loving. I'm grateful. I was grateful for my body today because we went to um, Flywheel. Boosted it. We beasted it today. <laughs> and I, I just, I thought, you know, how amazing our bodies, like, did that. Can today. do that, yeah. yeah. For whoever that wants to join the Dukan Get Fit campaign, ah, please yeah. call. Please uh, Please contact hello, hello. <laughs> There we go. For inquiries and addition to the WhatsApp group. You know, I can, I'm gonna add that to the SFX board for you. Yes, it can. We're gonna hello. record. We're gonna record that <laughs> and add it to the board. Send it's a voice point. note. It's, <laughs> it's the third thing. It is. And then uh, the third thing was I my friends. Thank you. Yes, I love you too. It was. It was my friends who make me laugh and who make things happy when uh, who, who don't allow. You know what I wrote? I think I'll show it to you downstairs. Rare. I wrote, "You make a shield Rare. of." happiness yeah exactly you make a shield of happiness around me because today when we were at iftar there were some i felt some like negative ish vibes around people were not in a happy space like whatever but if you really looked at us there was this little dome around us and we were just me you guys and selwa we were just laughing at each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Like there was like literally like a weird little happy dome around us. And sometimes someone came food. in. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe it's us. Maybe it's you guys. I don't know how somebody be there and not enjoy that and be happy about that People's, food. Because that food was good. Bro, that burgul? Can I just say, I didn't have the burgul, but I had the rest of it. And it was really, really good. The food tonight was wonderful. I really just appreciated. I realized if we're talking about anxiety and all of this stuff, community. 
part of part of what heals. I thought you were gonna say food, but it's okay. Food, no, food does, but food can be used as a yeah. as a negative. Like people can eat a lot just to pacify yeah. their feelings. So, but, but that's why I think to take it back is what I was saying earlier about just being around people. Yes, right? community. Yeah, because um, I enjoy people's company and we're extra. It's all selecting the right people, huh? Yeah, so, exactly. And and being distracted, like if I'm with people who are having great conversations they're happy they're joking around whatever it is i could i could be down in the dumps but as soon as i'm in a space where like with you guys or you know whoever is with us and we're just having a good time that will bring me out of it yeah you know and that is way faster for me to get out of that state of mind so then i can look back and see what was it that was wrong and how could i work with it instead of trying to solve it in that moment because then my state of mind is not in the right place I guess maybe trying to figure out how we deal with anxiety. One of the things that I did once a while ago, which has stuck with me, is what are you like when you're happy? So for me, it's I'm eating well. Mm. I'm not smoking because at the time I was smoking. Mm. And so I wrote down that I'm not smoking, which I don't smoke like at all anymore. Um, I'm exercising. I'm with my friends. And I'm in love, like with life and with art and I'm making art and I'm making things. So if I have those five things oh, and I'm dancing, mm. like those things, those things make up my happiness. When are we doing a dance video, Zareem? Yo, I've been fighting for these dance videos. You have not been fighting. What do you mean? You threw the idea and then took it back. Fine, I've been nagging for these dance videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what is it, Akawi, when you imagine yourself like Akawi is happy, what are the things in your life? Oh, family, friends. Yeah, you're definitely working out because when you hurt your back, you were not happy. And you were not happy at Kaui. Yeah. So, just family, friends, and like just being active. Being active. Yeah. yeah. I can't be a homebody. Yeah, yeah. No. So, his, his components are less. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It, but so you're saying being active like sports? Just being active. Like, I, I, I don't know. Just like, like, doing, like doing stuff. Yeah. Dope. OT? Um, there are actually a lot of things I I enjoy doing. And mm-hmm. I think that those would instantly make me happy. I think if I, I just need to shift into those and I'm good. For example, if I'm on stage giving a talk or in a classroom teaching, I I realize I enjoy that so much. Yeah, you're you're like really happy. It's yeah. true. My my family actually always helps, uh, especially Hamoudi. Like for example, on the weekend. I saw him playing football and then I came down and we played football together and we made a whole competition and a challenge out of it. And like, you know, and I was a lot wackier than he is. And he thought I was crazy and I enjoyed it more than he did, I think. Yeah. Like playing soccer with an eight year old can be incredibly boring until you find ways to make it exciting for you. Yeah. So I started creating all these games and challenges in the middle of it. Eventually he... for once, he was tired. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy that <laughs> happened. Like, I'm always, I always get tired or bored, and I'm done. I'm like, alright, bro, I'm, I'm going back in. Yeah. But for once, he, he eventually gave up, um, which is, re- which is good. But like, things like that make me happy. Um, feeling productive. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Like, as I'm, the more I took off from my to-do list, the feel like I'm actually yeah. doing a lot more. That actually feels really good. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Regardless of how big or small the task is, it's just things getting done. Uh, just us doing our thing, going out, yeah, five-minute show phase. When, when we do out, like cinema nights, like when we do bonding nights, yo, those are so fun. Your bondage nights are great. <laughs> bondage <laughs> nights. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's true. Like 
When we went, we, we, we the past month we has been. I think it's. I don't think I've, I've been to the cinema. That's popcorn, popcorn so much. Yeah, I don't think we, I've been to the cinema as many times as we have over the past. But it's been month. so fun. It's been amazing, and I just I realized just going out doing stuff. I yeah. I enjoy that. I cannot. And it's not like we're going and watching good movies. La, la, la. No, <laughs> there's nothing to report. Matter. Nothing to report about the movies. Exactly. But also, like, and I look back at the times when, excuse me, after my surgery, what I hated the most is being stuck in that space. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, I get that. And fine, people were visiting, yeah. and it's lovely, and I like seeing people, and you know, people coming to see me and check up. It's it's amazing, but the fact that you tell me I can't leave. No, no, no. And no. I can't get out of here no, no, for no. God like, knows how long. It's shoot me now. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. If yeah. you, we we are all mobile. Like, all of us Hands want down. to be out in yeah. places. You should have seen me what I did to myself when I had the chicken pox as a 13-year-old. Oh, my God. Oh, you had it at 13? Yeah, yeah, I had it at a late age. And, and, and the biggest mistake is my dad telling me, you can't go out because of these chicken pox. I went to the room and I removed all of them. I still have them. Yeah. <laughs> Stop you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Because <laughs> he thought if you removed them. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. No, no. When yeah. you get them when you're older, it sucks. Yeah, like, it's, heard, it's worse, heard, the, it's worse the older you get. <laughs> my mom was my, one of my cousins got it. She, like, threw you in and with them. I think I was... Two, yeah, and she's like, "Go hug your cousin." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, like <laughs> she threw me in My end. mom did too. She's um, like, she threw me in with them because she's yeah. like, "Get the it now." The sooner you get it out of the way, the better. Hamoudi hasn't gotten it yet. So, oh no, get it! Yeah. Like no, find 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 someone. Find someone who's got chicken. Find someone get immediately. Um, yeah, it's a tough. You just one. say get him to mate. Meet. Get him to meet. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say hello, salam, salam. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think the point is like, it's it's community. It's as like I said, it's being active, being out doing something with people and it doesn't have it's not a it doesn't have to be a big deal of like oh we gotta have this activity it's just we can hang out go do something at, at anywhere in the city and it's good right like yeah, even doing when, something with your time yeah you know, even when we used to go to cliff just to check up on our suits you know and go to the tailors or anything you do i think in that sense i enjoy I just don't like the idea of being captivated. I feel like, like I can't even sit in a car in traffic. That's how anxious I yeah, get. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I hate so the. This the, is the, and I. Yeah, you guys are like. like if somebody drives slow or like, I'm like, please, and they're like, oh, what are you like? Relax, bro. Just get there. Like, there's, there's nothing <laughs> being done in this car. Yeah. You don't want me to drive. Do you want to know? You know what's funny is that <laughs> time and, goes backwards. Dina says. <laughs> She's like, you're not allowed to drive. Time goes backwards. But here's the funny thing: if I have people with me in the car, I'm okay. No, you're not. When I'm driving alone, it's a lot worse. Ah, okay. So because yeah. I I feel time so heavily when I'm I on see. my own in the car. Okay. Like, because then not only am I in this space, small, tight space, but also I'm not doing anything but drive. I see what so you mean. So I feel like I'm wasting time. I could have spent but do you, this but doing do you something feel it, else. Do you feel time slower or faster when you're in a car by yourself? A lot slower. This is what. I, this well, that's is a good thing. I was this is why I'm. Ask you, how can we slow down? This is why I speed. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 <laughs> I have a problem like i'm i'm well aware of it like i'm a fast driver because of that no i don't like for me it's like when there's traffic and you know it's only going to be five minutes is not going to change our lives yeah you guys immediately become irritated oh god like traffic? immediately immediately i'm like well and here's the, the worst one is as soon as i pass al-nahda bridge al-nahda bridge is literally the border point between dubai and sharjah as soon as I'm under that bridge crossing to Sharjah, yo, my heart rate like is he's just so anxious, instantly. so nervous when he drives instantly. in Sharjah. Sharjah is he gets so and he yells bonded. and he says yeah. things. It's the worst. It's, it's horrible. I don't like driving in Sharjah. But but I will say this: like 
between all of us, I guess what we've listed as the things that make us happy are definitely like a community, yeah. family, friends, and like Canada, Canada you know, <laughs> all good things. Yeah. But I, but I do think that, you right. know, for, I think it's a good practice to list down the things that make you happy because when you feel anxious or depressed, it's easy to look back at those things and say, okay, I'm not feeling well right now. I'm going to go to one of these things to yeah. try and see if it can kind of jumpstart you out of it, you know, but I, we figure it out. I think we'll figure it out together. It's, it's just one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. The way out of anxiety to me is action. You have to do something because yeah. if you stay in it, that's the worst. It's not, it's not, you know. I feel like if you stay in it, the cloud grows yes. darker. And maybe that's when it turns into depression. It grows in and size maybe that's when and it grows or in sickness. darkness. Or, or sorry? Sickness. Or yeah, sickness. It can manifest. It mani- yeah, I could yeah, see physical that. Physical as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you, that's, but that's why when OT was like really, really stressed, I'm like, you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick if you continue like this. Yeah. You should go try the smash room. Oh my God! Have you went to the smash room? Didn't you? There was a guy that went by himself and just screamed before he smashed anything. Like screamed. screamed. What, wait, wait, did what's he the say smash anything? Room? When oh, no, he just screamed. So what's the, the smash room? The smash room is this room that's next to the warehouse gym. Actually, it's in one of those garages okay. where you go into a room, you pick whatever baseball bat, wrench, uh, axe, and you go in. They give you like they have packages, but then like they give you one of the packages that we got was you get fifteen glasses and then you get two electronics and then you just smash you go mad you go mad see so I there was a guy there that before he smashed he just started screaming no like screaming i screaming. wonder what the cleanup job is like nothing they no, just you go in there, they have a the big corner. pile of like glass because you can like re- like but yeah the guy was just screaming his lungs out i think people find that therapeutic i don't Yo. i don't need i don't find the need to do that I mean, shout out I will, to him. I will, yeah shout out to him yeah shout out to, to shout out to the screaming guy cathartic you're probably calm as all hell but for for me, for me, I I will cry like ugly cry one out. Like I will ugly ugly cry one out. Like yeah. no one's business. In like, the smash room? No, no. I will find like you know you know I'll find a corner where no one can find me, and I will just like cry like you know like ugly cry, quadruple that shit. I will go I will go there and I'll get like if there's anything any sadness any whatever I'll just cry it out and then. Whatever. I kind of always catches me at the end of an ugly cry. Like, he's like, your eyes are red. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, nothing. And you feel like you've, <laughs> oh, you've let nothing. it all out? Yeah, I, I do. I do. You no, feel better? Maybe not all of it, but certainly enough that, and you, you've seen this, OD. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll do this ugly cry thing for like an hour or two hours or sometimes three hours. Because I've witnessed it. He w- so. OT <laughs> didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he was wonderful. You were wonderful. But like, I broke down in front of OT once. Ugly cried the hell out of it. And then what happened was shortly after that, something really bad happened, but I had room to deal with it because I had let so much out. So I felt like, okay, now I can deal with this. Yeah. It was really interesting. Like I, and I noticed that about my life is like, you know, I'm I, a- I never, I never, I never had those ugly cries until very recently. And you've witnessed, witnessed it. <laughs> witnessed an ugly cry. It was, it was yeah. really bad. No, it was but, good. It but was I think good. for me, when when I got into it, I was in shock of why 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 am I crying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I couldn't understand why is this happening. So now I'm trying to I'm trying to understand and explain to myself why is this going on, and I don't know why is this happening. So then it extended itself into a different. It it evolved very quickly. 
is what I'm trying to say. And then I, I didn't know where I was going with it. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but this is the thing. You're not the first man I've made cry and you're not going to be the last. Allah <laughs> But you know, to me, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's so bad. You have been, so you've been the problem. I'm the common yeah, denominator. Yeah, she's always been the problem. I'm the ugly cry okay. common denominator, my you guy. Are. This is my brand. No, but to me, uh, maybe this is maybe it's something wrong with me because even if I vent it out, I still I'm still anxious about it until I find like until I find solution. That's your solution. I, I agree. No, but like, I, even I if I that. even if I shout or have, by then I just it go like matter. by then I still have that same issue. Yeah. You no, know? but with OT, I think in that moment you just had so much pressure that you just needed to release it. Very much like screaming guy in in the in the like screaming guy in there. But but, but so it's I still there. Point. It's still there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: just if you remember, it's the same thing. I'm like, but now what? No, he, you kept As saying so, now what? Yes, I, that was my that was my question at the end. I'm like, uh, now what? Like this but, is, this has not answered any question. It didn't solve anything for me. It what probably stressed right you now? even more because you're like, you know, <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. It, did it stress you more? I don't think it stressed like, me more. Like ugly cries isn't therapeutic no, no, no. because you put so much pressure on your body and on your brain. And like after an ugly yeah. cry, you have a you have a headache. Your eyes are hurting. Exactly. Your, your chest is. That's, it's not helpful at all. You feel well, all of for that. For me, it's all the therapy and in the world. No, it's not. It is. Here's no, the thing. it's not. I, it my, I agree with all what you're saying. For a minute, it feels like your chest is lighter and you've let it out. But then now I'm at this phase of now what? How do I solve this? But oh, don't you see that? What's like, the solution? To yes, these but problems? sometimes you need to get over that ugly cry. Get because to that place where you sit down and you say, "Okay, that's done. Now, how do I solve this?" Because, because before that, you were so cloudy. You couldn't get to how do I solve this? It's part of the journey to getting to a solution, in mm. my opinion. But I don't believe it's for everybody. I think that's just the way I solve things. And Fair now, enough. and now, Ot. <laughs> I, I don't think it's the way I solve things. I just no. think I I, I stumbled think you, upon it. I think and you just it. felt like you needed to, and I I think that's part of it. Is like you. <laughs> she did. I don't think so. She did. You're I made, I made is space. Contagious. I made space for it. That's the headville. What do you, uh, first of all, it's a turban, and second of it's all, a what? it's a turban, and it's cultural. So <laughs> I like it. It keeps my hair out of my face, and my, it helps me not break out from the hair on my face. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. My skin has improved drastically since the, the turban. Anyways, the amount of stuff I want, <laughs> the amount of visual facial expressions. There's that I no. Have this to, is a podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. No, but I do want to say like. For me, I just feel like we don't have enough knowledge about anxiety, the, the practice itself. And I feel like we should find a way to help people figure it out because we're trying to figure it we out. Should, Man, Scratches all. episode was an eye-opener. Which one? Scratches? When, how it, did you when feel? it goes out. When it goes out, you obviously everyone's going to hear it. But so like, How did I feel? How it did was you the feel? first time I've ever discussed or heard someone discuss anxiety. Wonderful. See, but that's why it's important. Like that was when he talked about it, that's when it hit me that, oh, okay, before I present, that's called anxiety. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, what yeah. it was called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to, you know what I mean? But did you hear of people experiencing similar things? That's right. Okay, that's cool. For me, I didn't know what it was. You know yeah. what I mean? That's It was literally the first time. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad because that's part of like having a conversation and having the world open. Like, okay, this is something that can happen that's to pretty someone, good. you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, that session specifically was a pretty good one because it's one of those things where it's harder to empathize unless someone can describe and articulate it. What they're going so through. eloquently that yeah. you feel like you're there and you're going through the emotions with them. Deeply. 
or you've been through it yourself. A hundred percent. And then he went to Canada and had a whole discussion and yeah. panel about it. Yeah, which is amazing. Which is and amazing. Somebody of his caliber and of Who his years of experience in the game. And keep it in mind, and this is the part that I found to be really interesting, is that the one thing that made him the happiest person in the world, and it's the same thing that put food on the table and a roof over his, his head, him, his wife, and his kids, and it took care of everybody, is the one thing that suddenly started giving him anxiety. Yeah, think about right? that. I mean, that is such an unusual journey, but it's also a very scary one. And, but because it's also, you have to do it. That's, all, what he it. Does. that's yeah. all that he does. He's, he's a DJ. And he's a great DJ. And one of the world's best, right? And, you know, people like Greeman, her friends grew up to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and that was, he was, that was, the, he voice was, he was yeah. the voice of Toronto for a while. Like, he, he still is. And in, in many ways, he still is. And what's amazing about it is that I think now we're moving into an era where he's going to be a new voice, like a, a better voice, a stronger voice for what people go through. Because I would imagine a lot of people go through what he goes through and just kind of bottles it up, just like we were talking about. Yeah. Not say anything about it, not tell it. He didn't have to come on our show and tell us about the things that he's going through. And that's why that was a very it was a watershed powerful episode and important one to record. Yeah. Whether it releases before or after this is a mood point. I don't think that matters as long as it does go out. And it's a very important one for, I believe, the world gets to hear and experience and share with us. And I really want, would love to know what people are going through, um, the, anxi the anxieties you got, they're dealing with. How are you overcoming them if you are? If you're not, you know, do you want to talk about it? What's stopping it? And I think it's one of those things that the more we do talk about it, and the more we shed some light on it, the better we are for it as people and we're moving in a better direction. And maybe I think in the next sessions, we do get a professional on board to kind of at least provide pointers. Right, because you know? I think that it's such an unusual place. It feels like a maze, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? If you would like to vent or find the safe space <laughs> for your anxiety, or if you think that you don't know how anxiety is, but you think that you're going through it, please contact us at Hello. Hello. <laughs> At media. You know what, for you some know, sessions. You know, it'd be a great podcast. <laughs> one where we anonymously get people to come in here. They get to record whatever's on their chest. Can we change their voices? Like yes, the, we have like to. The, no, we have to. Like, we like have when to. the when like, like anonymous MTV, uh, Lebanon MTV like find one of the drug dealers. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have to change their voices completely, <laughs> yeah. and they get to vent out whatever it is, and we publish it. It goes live. You know what? This is a call out. Let's do it. Yo, are you ready? I'm slow down. Are you down, Akkawi? We would release them yeah, as, I'm down. Okay, as, fine. as special anonymous episodes. Anonymous episodes, yeah. Right? Where you can share, anonymous. you can come in, we'd record your story. If you don't want to come, if you really want to keep it anonymous, you don't want to come and record with us, just make sure you record a very clear audio. Yes, so go into your car or no, your we bathroom. Need to, we need to be, like, somebody needs to be with them to break it down, no? No, no, no. And not like, and not like, no, no, this is just sharing your story to let to it let out. To let it out. You know. And, and, and we will, we will. Yeah, but sometimes you need someone there to either ask the right questions or, like, help. Like, if you're going to make them sit down and talk, some of them wouldn't know how to express themselves. I think that and some I'm not people saying have you need, something you need a to professional. say. No, no, no. I think some people have something to say. Yeah. Like, okay. I think it's just like a voice note yeah, yeah. or it's like, exactly. you're welcome to come into our studio. We will keep your identity. Yeah. You we'll know? respect your anonymity. We'll, we'll respect your anonymity. Yeah. Anonymity. <laughs> and yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll manipulate and morph your voice so people will know who you are. 
and let's just put it out there. I think it's a place if to... you feel like the world deserves to hear what you have to say, and you feel like this has been sitting on your chest for way too long, and you want to let it out, let's do it. I love this idea. I'm so down. Yeah. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to offer you. Sit down. Sit down.